Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Jalen Waddle did have an awesome day. We got to spend a little time. Oh, he did. He did. We we cannot ignore what he did. Targeted nine times, eight receptions, 142 yards, and a tutty that Mike McDaniel predicted. Uh, Merrick, would you believe me if I told you that Jalen Waddle caught 16 of 17 targets so far this year against the New York Jets for about 250 yards? Because I hear all these things about how Waddle, we want more from him, yada, yada. He uh he seems to be at his best against these New York Jets. Yeah, and that and that is saying something, you know. And and they have one of the better defenses in the National Football League. They have two great, really good corners in uh in DJ Reed and and Sauce Gardner. Uh and Waddle took DJ Reed's lunch money. He, he beat him deep for that 60-yard touchdown bomb uh hat and they, oh i loved when they showed it in slow motion on hard knocks too because you just see reed like huffing and puffing like sprinting as hard as humanly possible his his face is riddled with anguish and waddles just looks like he's casually strolling in the park and just reaches out boop, snags the ball takes it in for the touchdown as dj reed falls on his face like it, it was awesome but yeah Jalen waddle is the, a, a jet killer this season and he needed to be this past Sunday with, with Tyreek out. And how cool is it that when when one speedster, when one cheetah leaves, another just seamlessly takes his place? Like, you, I, you hate to say it because he's had such a great year, but the offense didn't miss Cheetah at all. Didn't miss Tyreek Hill at all. It did not miss a beat. No, not at all. And I mean, um, he has what eight of he caught eight and nine, like you said, 142 yards and a touchdown. And Jake, you were sitting there saying how, you know, some people have said that, you know, he hasn't been doing much. I mean, I think that I kind of felt that way as well. You know, statistically, 71 catches this year, 964 yards, uh, four touchdowns. But at the same time, you just felt like he could impact the game more. And it even sounded like Tua and I think Raheem Mostert both alluded to that during their press conference, you know, Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, just maybe feeling like he hasn't really gotten his chance to shine as much as he could. And this one, he absolutely went out there, played out of his mind. And um, I have a pretty cool stat. And Tyreek Kill's absent Jalen Wallace at season eyes and receiving yards with 142, uh, receiving yards over expected with 66 and was targeted on all four of his routes when used in shift or motion. He handled a staggering 91 point 18% share of the Dolphins air yards in week 15. So uh, Jalen Waddle stepped up big Tua stepped up big and um, they might have to do it again this week. I mean, I know that we can all sit there and pick and pry what we hear from Mike McDaniel, but Javon Holland's staff seems a little bit uncertain and it might sound like they could potentially uh, go without Tyreek again this week. So we'll see what happens, but Jalen Waddle man stepped up in a big way. And um, I'm sorry if I ever, you know, maybe, maybe thought people said I was down you or something, cause that's never the case. Teron Armstead played a huge role in that play. Um, he held his blocker on the left side there long enough for Tua to look away the safety. That was one of the things that I thought made that play special. And two, I mean, when I really started writing about the Dolphins, talking about the Dolphins, it was the Joe Philbin era. And, you know, you signed Mike Wallace. You finally got your big playmaker down the field. 
Mike Wallace, he ran in a straight line. Like what Jalen Waddle did on that play, it started with an out. He cut back, started with an in, and then he cut back out. And then as you see him run down the field, and this was what's so cool about hard knocks is you see all these things much better. You see him curl back inside just a little bit. And I think just having hard knocks, we get to see these small little intricacies of how Mike McDaniel has these guys run routes and kind of think about football. That I think is just so interesting too, because it is much more complex than, hey, he just ran a straight line by DJ Reed. He made him have to kind of switch his path a couple of times. And that's why he fell. Yeah, Hard Knocks does give you a great look at the intricacies of 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 the scheme and the coaching, and you know it, it's easy to forget when you're not there every day and you're not watching them practice every day and you're not watching them you know run through drills every day and and watching the coaches nitpick things and coach them up on on very nuanced issues. Um, but you get a little glimpse of that during Hard Knock, and it's, Hard Knocks is just another reason why it's it's such an awesome thing for us as Dolphins fans to get this team this year. And for the rest of the league, really, I was thinking about that uh, earlier today, how this is really the first time where the in-season team on hard knocks is likely to make the playoffs. So you're going to get a whole new dynamic of hard knocks and see how a team gears up for a playoff game, whether that be at home or on the road and and how that differs from the regular season. So I'm excited to, to get a look at, at that when that does come to fruition later this year. I'd pay good money, though, to be able to sit there at camp and practice and to be able to just sit there and observe, right, like all the city's beat writers uh, get to do. We do have to mention on that big 60-yard bomb, um, no big deal, but the Space Power Ranger, uh, when Tua looked right, the safety came down and double-team Robbie Chosen, which opened up that one-on-one coverage. So you can't line up on side, but, um, again, one hell of a decoy, that Space Power Ranger. Someone got a really nice picture of uh, it was Waddle running away from the defense. You just see Chosen in the background with like his finger up pointing to that. And so. That's my boy. They're going to make the Super Bowl and he's going to have like one of those Antonio, those Antonio home tiptoe catches in the end zone that they're going to like frame and it's going to be the first thing you can buy on QVC. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm calling it now. I'm, I'm talking that into uh, fruition. No, that's awesome. I, uh, that was my first thing I did after watching the Super Bowl as a kid. Every single year was flip over to QVC so I could see the Super Bowl winning merchandise. And I'm it like, made me so day. sad. Like I always thought, yeah, exactly. Say <laughs> one, one day, day. that's gonna be us. I'm gonna buy all that gear. I can't wait till the media day comes. I'm gonna watch all those press conferences. I can't wait. I've already said I'm getting a tattoo of the whatever the final score is and all that stuff. So after they win a wild card game this year, you're gonna get <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what we should do. Yeah, wild card. Man. Shit, I I almost had to get the number 19 tattooed on my ass after last year's wild card game. I said if if Skylar Thompson could lead the Dolphins to a victory, I would get his number tattooed on my ass cheek, and then he changed his number to six. I would have had a 19 on my ass for no reason. Let's remember to change this to explicit, unless you want me to censor it. <laughs> I, I, got, I got you. We'll, we'll have we'll have the nice the nice e next to these. Uh, guys, were you surprised at all to see how? Like, it's one thing to go out and have a number one wide receiver. Every team has a number one wide receiver, and every defense understands who a number one wide receiver it is. There's just something about looking at that stat sheet and seeing eight targets, nine receptions, eighteen yards per reception. Yes, that sixty yard. Uh, uh, bomb had a lot to do with it but i mean the connection these two guys and, and more importantly seeing how mike mcdaniel if he knows what's in his deck his the ability to go out there and be ready to battle against a defensive-minded head coach against a defense that i think ranked second in passing yards allowed i, I just still can't believe that wada was able to get open in so many different occasions i think there was a key third and seven where he was open i mean it just seemed like 
despite, I mean, Tyree Kill, there's so much that happens with him on the field. He is such a large investment in terms of draft capital, in terms of salary cap. To go out there without having that and have that hand behind your back, I mean, I cannot believe the Jets didn't do everything they could to make you hit him in the head with their, your head. I don't know, tie their other hand, being Jalen Waddle. I don't know. I, I, I lost my metaphor. Well, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit, Jake, because I believe it was you last week on the pod that said you felt more confident that Mike McDaniel would have an entire week to prepare to play a game without Tyreek Hill or to play a game without a couple of these offensive linemen. And you thought that the team would be better for it because they knew going into it that they wouldn't have these guys. And you trusted Mike McDaniel to to scheme uh, something cook something up with the players that he did have. So you might have had your little magic eight ball out because I think you 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 subtly predicted a big game for Jalen Waddle in this one. Eight ball tinfoil hat depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> still still haven't made one. I got to get with my kids to you know work their craft craft that'd magic. Be the greatest make... Christmas present ever. If they yeah, could all it, sign it and make me a tinfoil hat, that'd be awesome. All right, I'll do my best. Um, I just want to say one thing about the whole Jalen Waddle thing and Mike McDaniel cooking things up. We talk about it all year about we rave about how fast Tua is getting that ball out. A lot of that's game plan, right? The way the receivers run their routes, some of the quick screens. Um, the same com- uh, company Zebra Sports put out that Tua Tagovailoa averaged a career low time to throw of two point. 08 seconds against the Jets. So um, we talked about how good their pass rush might be. You know, those corners, uh, it wasn't – they were getting the ball out way too fast, and that was part of the reason why Jalen Waddle had such a big day. Part of the reason why Tua Tumbaloa stayed clean and went, what, 21 to 24. Um, and now here we are, man, cruising. Ten wins. We're sitting here doing a podcast about ten wins on December 20th, almost Christmas. This is a uh, pinch me, guys. I think I'm, I think I'm dreaming. And it's going to be cool, too, as this chess match goes. And um... – we hear a lot of this in hard knocks too. It's kind of cool when, when Mike McDaniel gives himself the reminders, like it's second and, and three from the three yard line. Uh, and he's telling himself, run, I'm going to run the football here. And he just kind of sticks with that. Uh, but the chess match is going to go as the Dolphins start to get a couple offensive linemen back. Hopefully Robert Hunt in the next couple weeks, Tron Armstead continues to be out there. I know Austin Jackson's a little banged up, but as those guys are out there and opposing defenses start to prepare for you to throw the ball in two seconds, you know, then you'll have those extra couple seconds to make, let a play develop down the field. And then all of a sudden you're carving defenses for 30 yards a clip. And then all of a sudden Tyree Kill breaks a tackle for a touchdown. So, I mean, these last few weeks, despite Miami being limited so many different times, whether it be injuries against the Titans or Jets, I mean, I'm really looking forward to how this offense approaches this final stretch where they are going to approach every one of these games like it's do or die, especially when you could possibly get that number one seat. Speaking of approaching a game like it's do or die, can we get a round of applause for Liam Eikenberg, please? Come on, man. Liam Eikenberg playing through the calf injury. That is a painful right, deal, especially at center when you're the anchor of the offensive line and you're, you know, you're digging your heels in there. That puts a lot of strain on those calf muscles, and he gutted it out. He played through injury, something that I've been begging this Dolphin staff to let the players do all, all season long. I know exactly break what it. you're about to say. Go ahead. Nadama Kunsu is visiting with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, let's go. let's go. I can break it up. Is anyone, uh, <laughs> does, who wears number 93 right now? Is it Deshaun Hand? I think so, yeah. think so. Kick yeah. him off the team. Get out of here, Deshaun. I want my number 93. I got a 93 Nadama Kunsu jersey in my closet right now. I'll bust it out yep. this weekend. We're talking about salt and pepper. Now you're going to, you might add Sue coming in fresh off of uh, free. Oh, man. Oh, man. Boy, what oh spice? What spice would Indomitian Sue be, Josh? You're our chef. 
you're the you're the resident cook in the house what spice we should we should assign a spice to every member of the defensive call it the spice rack yeah the the spice boys not the spice girls they're the spice boys there's nothing wrong with the spice girls it's kind of interesting in general like time sorry jake go ahead (laughs) i thought and i thought people wanted to confidently document this that there was never any chance i thought the sioux and dolphins bridge was burned so I, I'm kind of interested by this. I, I think this would be a great like last month pickup, especially well, if, on defense. I think it makes sense that Sue would come back. It's an entirely different regime, right? And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I felt like he was actually pretty close with Stephen Ross. Like he was always doing like the business. Warren Buffett uh, was like, involved. Yeah, yeah, the get-togethers and things that 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 Stephen Ross organizes to prepare players for life after football and stuff. And Sue was always a big part of that. So I actually always felt like his relationship with Stephen Ross was good and maybe his relationship with the coaching staff was poor. Well, those coaches aren't here anymore. It's an entirely new staff, new staff and a very player-friendly staff at that. And, and, and Dominican Sue likes money and he likes championships. And if he can get both of those things with the Miami Dolphins this year, might as well, right? I loved Indominus Sue. I liked him when he played for the Lions and he was dirty and like yeah. smashing Aaron Rodgers after the whistle, like 10 seconds after. I just like right. that shit. Right up your alley. I was just going to say, I got to go back through my Photoshops. I've like, I'm so bad at organizing my old Photoshops, oh, but I probably have a ton. I probably have a ton of uh, Indominus Sue. And um, you're right. And just you know, to speak on that, it's Wednesday now. It's what? Uh, how far into the season? I'm, gonna, I'm blanking right now. Week 15. Week 16. Week 16. Yeah. And I mean, there's. The, Chris Greer is still turning over stones, right? He's bringing in a Ndamukong Sue because we still have uh, questions on the defensive line for this playoff push. So um, hat tip to him as well because he's always turning that roster looking for someone. And uh, if you can bring Ndamukong Sue in, reunite him, I mean, um, that might that'll be very interesting on Hard Knocks. Now, would it that'd not? We did have to mention. We did have to mention Jason Pierre-Paul got cut. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. Well, Mel- Melvin Ingram was brought in, and yeah. and. Uh, Still know. messed up. Like, they just brought him in, and they're like, "All right, get the hell on out of here now." Is there a chance he could come back to the practice squad? I don't. It's my possible. first thought, but I I don't know the the exact details. You know, that's like someone gets paid more to talk that. Yeah, but but before we just completely gloss over it with the Indomitian Sioux news again, flowers to Liam Eikenberg for for battling through that calf injury, going out there playing a good game, playing a solid game, getting through it, and I think we're kind of. I think even Mike McDaniel said something that we're too late in the year to be giving people rest games, right? So if they're not playing, they are injured in his mind, right? So I think you might see some of these guys try to play through some of these injuries, especially when you see the caliber of opponent left on the schedule. The Cowboys this week, the Ravens next week, the Bills week 18. Jake, you already went over those scenarios and how important each of those games is. You know, he probably looked at the Jets and said, hey, you know, we could probably get by in this one without Tyreek, without Xavier. And, you know, they got Zach Wilson starting. He ain't anything special. But you can't do that against the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Bills. You're not going to be able to do that against a playoff opponent. So you're going to see these guys fight through some of this stuff. Now, I don't know if you have that practice report in front of you, Jake, but we didn't see the entire starting offensive line at practice today was what I read. Perfect. None none of them. Not a single starting offensive lineman was was available. Uh, No Tyreek Hill, no Xavier Howard. We did get Javon Holland back practicing in a limited fashion. Deshaun Elliott was out there with a red non-contact jersey. Um, he is he is finishing up uh, concussion protocol, so that bodes well for his availability this weekend. It is Wednesday. 
take Wednesday practice reports with a grain of salt. It's kind of a rest day, veteran rest day, as it has been all season. Raheem Mostert didn't practice. Savon Achan didn't practice. Um, we'll see what happens when we get to the game on Sunday, but uh, it does feel like the team is getting healthy at the right time. And hopefully some of these guys will suit up, even if they're a little bit less than the first 